they're bringing back a Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure, though. Really? Yeah, it's, it's for real. With, with like, yes. Keanu? And the other dude. <laughs> it, Who's the other dude? It, I don't even know who the other dude is, but he's back. <laughs> the other dude's been waiting for that call. And he's for like 30 years. <laughs> <laughs> like, I can do it, dude. Sitting next <laughs> to the phone. What was that? Wild Stallion. Wild Stallion's gonna come back. <laughs> Wild Stallion, man. <laughs> <laughs> the band's back together. <laughs> Other dude. Uh, what's good, people? It's Reg. It's Stone. And we're we're talking 80s cliche movies. <laughs> uh, shout out to the other dude. Home <laughs> the flame. <laughs> About to get paid, son. Yep, absolutely. Can't get their revival money. The, the 80s. The 80s is back. Oh no, the '80s again! Shout out to it was, it was Cage had a song, a rap song, which I which I still laugh, and probably proto '80s because it was like mid mid aughts. He had a rap song like that. Uh. So, oh no, it's the '80s again. That's <laughs> <laughs> true. Oh man. Uh, so, uh, whew, let's talk about your boy, the the, the god, the god, the, the the current god, the 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 the, the polymath, <laughs> the genius. The man who's making short, dark dudes back on the map. Damn straight. You know what I'm saying? All <laughs> damn sexiness. Damn straight. You know what I'm saying? Short, dark, skinny dudes on top of that. Well, I'm not that skinny, but damn straight. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Donald Glover slash Childish Gambino uh, took over the weekend. Yes. Like, <laughs> coordinated strike. One-two punch. <laughs> he got black America and white America. <laughs> Same time, <laughs> he hit them with the, where they both where they both well Saturday Night Live <laughs> and trap videos, music videos on YouTube. <laughs> Smartest motherfucker alive right now. Yeah, uh, yeah. No, so I, I don't even know where to start. I mean, like, like this is America. I mean, it's probably number one, the best video of the year, like hands down. Um, it's knocked off like Drake's Sky Plan. So number two, sorry Drake, sorry Drizzy. Um, it's the most fascinating video because I've watched it 20 times in the past two days. My wife and I were going frame by frame trying to figure some shit out. Like there's 50 different interpretations of this whole, like, like I'll tell you my interpretation. Like, all right, so you tell me your interpretation and I'll tell you my interpretation. I- I didn't go that deep. Oh, per- okay. Well, here, I, I went deep. Because the thing is, to me, on the face value, it's called This is America. And you've got two basic, two basic storylines going at the same time. You've got Glover sometimes participating in the violence, but mostly just dancing half the time. Actually, most of the time. And then you've got all these scenes of violence behind. So to me, it just kind of shows a disconnect between America as far as like gun violence and just fucked up shit is concerned. But yet we always kind of, you know, but America is just kind of like, we, we, we bring this out to you where it's like, here's the, here's the great, we pop out this culture where it's all about cool and it's movie stars and everything else, where at the same time, America is all about death and destruction across, across the board. Yeah, no, yeah. definitely, definitely. And, and like the most interesting thing is like, there's so many people who are trying to break it down further and like some people are saying, oh, this is kind of, you know, like critical of like black rappers. Oh, this is critical of white people liking black rappers. Yeah. You know, and I, I think all this ambiguity is just America. Like yeah. America's crazy. Yeah, America's fucked up. I think I think that's <laughs> America, what, at the end of the day. It's fucked up. Like, <laughs> it's crazy. Yeah. And I think yeah, I agree with you. I think I think that's where you could kinda you could go deeper, but I think that's the basic message and it's you can't really Something you can't really argue with in 2018. <laughs> very true. Very true. I mean, but yeah, it's like there's so many layers and elements and just, you know, like there's things I don't understand. Like like my like Lauren and I were trying to figure out why at the end he's standing on all these cars and they're all from like the 80s to early 90s. And somebody on Reddit is like, oh, these are cars representing the L.A. riots. Because <laughs> no cars are older than, like, 1992. <laughs> What's going to be great, though? Like, but <laughs> but there's so going to be so many fucking film students oh my God. who are going to be like, oh, shit, I already got my, I got my paper done. The semester's done for me now. <laughs> it's already written. <laughs> I'm going to hit that fall they, semester they, right. or some, like, you know... <laughs> 25-page treatise, all Donald Glover, get that A, going to winter break, chilling. I already, I already got my semester plans. 
I mean that. I mean the whole the whole like video is definitely a film. Like it's literally, it's a film class right there. Like Hiro Murai, Like who? Why? How does he? And his thing is because he was, he did um did he do any like like it's I know he's always Glover's collaborator, but he's he's got to go to movies now. I feel like I feel like he's been doing such great work. I know. Like it's kind of weird that he hasn't even like like moved out there. Like I I, I feel like he you know because yeah he he started with Glover he did uh, he did a few tracks off of uh, 2005 they did a short a couple short films together yeah um you know Atlanta now this video yeah I mean he needs to be on that um you know that on on the movie track yeah nah. I mean you know if, if um shit well, I'm forgetting the dude's name who's the dude who directed Black Panther oh um Ryan um. Ryan Coogler. Yeah, Ryan Coogler. So the 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 I guess there was like a rumor that was floating around the internet that like Ryan Coogler was gonna like not do Black Panther two, and like people were saying like oh well look, like Hiro Mirai like can like easily kind of slide in there and like make some things happen, um, but yeah no I mean that's <laughs> like just going back to the whole like the piece as 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 art like like I I'm just genuinely impressed and I think you know. Um, this is a this is a, a a a piece that I think people we needed in 2018, right? Like we needed something, you know, that we can talk about, that we can debate about, that we can like. I was texting people, you know, like midnight last night. Like we like we needed something to kind of bring people together. Um, and you wrote an article that I want to talk about, and maybe you can you can try to explain it. Um, uh, and you you went there. You went there. I, I, I was trying you, not to you, go you there. You talked about the elephant in the room. I was trying not to go there. <laughs> you know, I, I was I was like, I, I told somebody that we weren't going to talk about the said person <laughs> three weeks in a row. <laughs> but we're going there. <laughs> I mean, we, we don't have to say his name. You know? Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, That dude. Hashtag that dude. Hashtag that dude. But before we go there, <laughs> ask something because I've heard critiques at the same time. How you said this, I think... I, I wonder because, like like everything is very everything is very literal, so it's cool to see something that makes you think. Yeah. Even though obviously you know I've 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 heard some takes where it's like oh this is kind of it's 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 almost it's, it's critiquing you know black and black crime and it's maybe it's a little all right. I've heard a lot of different takes, but uh so I'm lurking in the cesspool that is Twitter, and then a, a rapper of respect open Mike eagle kind of went in a little bit. Cause, and he's somebody where he's ge- he's generally socially conscious in his raps. He talks about being you know like like a parent. It's, it's very not really that political, but very socially aware. Yeah. So his point was performance art is great, but it don't help nobody except people that already get it. And he followed it up with shock for shock's sake is lame. People are tired and need real help. I'm not here for shock about explanation right now, which I was gonna go in, but I kind of get. Because, you know, you could make the argument that, well, you know, it's art. Art should be up for interpretation, really good art. It's kind of, it's viewed from different lenses. Yeah. It shouldn't be of the now, per se. At the same time, he's somebody who kind of, he, 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 he walks like he talks. Like, he's somebody where he'll critique gun violence in his music, you know, in a, in a very kind of com- comedic way. But it's there. Like, he's very smart. So it makes you wonder where, like, who's right? Like, is, is, is the video a little bit too highbrow for what he's trying to do? But at the same time... You know, maybe, maybe that's, maybe, maybe it's, sometimes you got to give, you know, you can't just give somebody the cough medicine, you have to put sugar around it, you have, you have think pieces, <laughs> yeah, things yeah. like that. So yeah. I don't know. I mean, so, so my counter to that is, I, I think that I, the, 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 I mean, look, yes, it is highbrow, if you want to put it that way. But I also think, I wouldn't say, I mean, I understand how you could say it's shock for shock value, but I also think the whole premise of the video is, like we are comfortable with shock value now. We're comfortable with like seeing people kind of murder and beat up and and things like that. Like we we kind of need that shock, yeah, because people actually do die out here in these streets, and they do die at the hands of police, and they do die at the hands of the other people. And I think illustrating that, but also illustrating that you know, again, like the gun is treated like with care, you know, <laughs> and the body is not. Like I think though that's it's not shock value, per, just for the sake of shock value. It's shock value saying like you need to be shocked because we were way too comfortable. We would rather like look at somebody sing and dance. 
Like, that's the whole premise of the video. Yeah. It's to kind of, like, drill that point into people. Um, so, you know, I, I, yeah, it's shocking. Like, you know, and I, there are people who talked about, um, you know, like, again, like, there are, you know, like, that the Charleston shooting actually happened. Like, why are you going to dramatize this as, as art? Which is a, another fair point. Um, but I, I also feel like we, we have, I, the fact that we're talking about this again is kind of what I think Donald Glover and Hiro Mirai like, like wanted to do. Yeah. You know, it's, it's to kind of create this conversation. And I think it's, it's left so ambiguous and so open-ended and so open to interpretation. Uh, and that's what good art is supposed to do. And, it, and it's open to dialogue because yeah. I could have my opinion, but it's one of those things where you kind of want to see, like, like, like you want to read the think pieces. You want to kind of talk to people about it. Like, have you seen that video? It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's a water cooler moment. Which is kind of cool to happen for a music video of all things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, definitely, definitely. And, and I think, I you know, I, 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 as much as I, you know, I could find fault with it. Like it's, it's hard for me to really kind of fall, find fault with it. You know, like like every time I watch the video, I see something new. Like you know, and then like at three forty five or three eleven or something, there's a dude that's committing suicide. You know, <laughs> <laughs> what does that mean? At the end. Uh, the video when he's running like my wife and I paused it all the faces are blurred and they're kind of dark you can kind of tell if they're white or black but you can't tell so it's just kind of like what does that mean you know that you don't see the people who are chasing him you know like what is that supposed to be it's like is that your demons could be any color it could they're unknown but you're chasing something like like you're paranoid like I'm paranoid about like you know, like my looks or like if I'm in a different neighborhood, you know, because I don't know if I'm going to get stopped by the police. Like, is it that interpretation? You know, it's like you don't know who's chasing you, but you always feel like somebody's chasing you. Yeah. You know, like, like I, I think, <laughs> like, why sits it on top of the car? Yeah, just chilling, looking, <laughs> just chilling. Look, looking very sizzle-ish. Like, I'm you just know? here hanging out, homegirl. So, yeah, so it's like, <laughs> yeah, I mean, I like, like every time I try to, it's, you know, find fault with the video, it's like I watch it again, and I'm just like, I'm, I'm already back in love. My, my favorite part of the video, is not really the video, but of the music itself, so if you listen to it and you have old rapper ad libs kind of pop in, yeah, he, he's got Young Thug doing basically Lion King yodels <laughs> in the African beginning, and it's all auto tune and it's all like I'm like, is that Young Thug trying to get his his Disney check here? <laughs> trying to get his Simba check? Is he easy on Disney? Why is he doing that whole Young Thug horrible? But uh. Yeah, no, it's, it's, it's like I said, it's, it's cool, it's challenging, and I think it's important. And I understand the critique where you have to bring it to, you know, bring it to the people, but at the same time, I think it's a little, I think it's shorting the people to assume they don't get it, and I think it's also cheap when it's just like, you know, guns are bad. I think we've kind of moved past that as a conversation on both sides. Yeah. I think it's, I think it's on both sides. Even if you're pro-gun, I think they kind of say, well, guns kill people. I think we kind of have to go beyond that because, you know, it's it's these are com these are complex situations that we have to find a way to deal with it and be rational about it and not just kind of go into our silos because it's like it's because it's obviously nobody wants death and it's got to be a better way around it besides the fact of where you know I, I like my hobby so don't touch my hobby you know what I'm saying there's got to be there's got to be a better conversation around that but we've kind of got into the mire of the video this is only a small piece <laughs> a small minuscule piece of the genius that is Donald Glover. We've got Atlanta, one of the most critically acclaimed shows in recent memory. Number one comedy on FX. We've got his long-running career as Charles Gambino, who is now a Grammy Award-winning musician based off the Stay Woke Anthem 2017, Redbone. <laughs> Damn, son. We've got the current Billy D. Williams impersonator <laughs> selling Colt 45. <laughs> To the big screen near you <laughs> and Star Wars, the Han Solo movie. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's, he's doing everything. So he's got, he's got it unlocked, dude. I mean, you haven't even mentioned that Snell, which yes. you know, he, he came through, like, did his thing. And it, and it was consistently funny, which is, which is a rarity for SNL nowadays. Yeah, I know. I know. And like, the most interesting thing about, about that, because I was listening to another podcast this morning, and they're just kind of, kind of talking about... 
you know, three or four months ago, there was that, I think it was like the GQ article that came out. It was like mad morose. Yes. You know, and, and people were just kind of like, yo, what the, what the hell, man? Like, you're, you know, um, and you can, you didn't see any of that on SNL. No. You know, you didn't see any of that on SNL. Um, and I, I think it's interesting, like, it's kind of a debate of, is he still morose, but he, he knows <laughs> what he has to bring to the table when you, you know, when you go to an SNL? But uh, but I think that's that that goes back to my my argument. I think I think he knows. I think Glover's biggest power, and there's been a lot of genius creators out there, and a lot of people who who do great things. I think his biggest power is he knows how to play the game. Of course, and he knows not only how to play the game because a lot of people do know how to do that. It's it's easy to go into Hollywood and kind of get comfortable, and whatever your agent tells you to do, you just do. But he knows how to bend it to his will. Yeah, and I and I think going back to like 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 what I was kind of riffing on um, the couch sessions was the fact of you've kind of got two popular black figures who are quote unquote geniuses, yeah. and you've seen it on Twitter also where it's like you know the the thing that quote flying around was um, Donald Glover is what Kanye West thinks he is. Yeah, which yeah. kind of fucked up because you know my man Kanye bought y'all you know what I'm saying college dropout he bought y'all late registration. He bought y'all 808s. He bought y'all overpriced sneaker socks. You know what I'm saying? Yeezys. Dark Twisted Fantasy first. Dark though. Twisted Fantasy. I forgot about, you know, so he got so much. And then, so it's kind of it's kind of weird where you kind of see them kind of compare and contrast. But it's also interesting because I don't really look at them talent-wise. I just look at them where it's almost like they're in the same road but going in opposite directions. Yeah. Because there was a certain point in time where you could make the argument that, you know, Donald Glover wasn't woke. Like Donald Glover, you know, around the community era, you know, he yeah. was known as the happy black nerd. Yeah. He was kind of like, you know, he was doing his stand up. He was somebody cracking jokes about like, you know, really kind of not really racist, but definitely like because what I found it because he got attacked for a lot of the times he would have like write lyrics about like Asian women and stuff like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I used to think that it wasn't really that he was kind of per se racist, but rap is kind of racist and kind of in a weird way. Like you would have like the Jay-Z line, what tribe are you with, red dot or feather? Yeah. So he was just so corny. <laughs> He oh, was no, trying to flip those bars. Corny. Yeah, it's and then so corny. it would just come off like, hey, but did you say, like, that sounds kind of weird. Yeah. So you've got somebody where arguably he, he wasn't woke and who suddenly now is kind of one of the biggest, like, as far as what he's doing with Atlanta, as far as what he's doing with his, with his music, definitely socially conscious in a way that we haven't seen in a while, where on the inverse, you had Kanye West who kind of came out, you know, a song like Crack Music. Yeah, you know what I'm saying, going up and saying, "Oh, this award show is fucked up. Why aren't you rewarding black artists effectively?" And now they're at totally different places. Like, <laughs> yeah, no, definitely, definitely. Like, I, like I, I don't. I mean, no, no disrespect to your article. Like, I, 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 I it, it sucks that we are comparing. And I yeah, think it sucks. I agree. I agree. You know, it, it's only I think because again, like th- this, this is happening in the same moment. Yeah, and you have two black dudes. Um, I've never really compared them together. Um, you know, I've always admired uh, Donald Glover. Like, you know, I never really admired his music until like before the internet. But like, I always admired him because he was a writer yeah. for Thirty Rock, and he kind of broke down like those doors. Like back when you know, now you have like all black writing rooms and all Latino writing rooms and things like that. You know, but like this was ten years ago. Like he was the only brother in like, in the writing room. So like that's why I kind of admire him for as opposed to his music where that's Kanye. I mean, obviously, like, as you say, he's, he, he's a legend. Yeah. Um, you know, but I, I think that I don't want to compare them directly because I, I, I don't, I, I, I feel like there's, you know, I, I don't, I don't even know how woke Donald Lover is. You know, and like, what is like, you get an award for being woke? Like, where are there wokeness levels? <laughs> you know, like, like it, it, it's just, it's just kind of weird. And, you know, I, I think, you know, I understand like black people, we're kind of looking for these saviors, uh, especially when, you know, we have Donald Trump and we have, you know, yeah. like, all these, like, we're looking for these things to kind of say, like, your value, or we're looking up to people who are like very valuable. Or like pop culture deems as valuable, and we're looking for them to like back us up. And I think Donald Glover is like taking that award, um, but I I don't I don't know if if you know I, I think like comparing him to Kanye kind of cheapens like like comparing Donald Glover to Kanye cheapens 
Donald Glover's success. Yeah, and, and Kanye's. And like, like, you know, even though we're kind of, you know, anti-Kanye currently, it's kind of weird. It, it goes to the whole thing where it's just like, you know, where you see it a lot more in sexism circles where it's like, I don't want to be known as the best as the the best female XXX. Yeah. I want to be known as the best XXX period. Yeah. Like why does my be being female have to do any of anything? Yeah. Same thing with Kanye West and Donald Glover. Like it, it'd be nice where it could be like, oh, I'm you know, he's the best XXX without saying, Oh, we've got these two black guys who are very culturally popular, so obviously whoop 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 whoop. Well you don't really you know, nobody's really kinda of doing the same exact thing for, you know, like you know, other 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 artists who are kind of delve in different places. Yeah, and yeah. you know, to, and to be, be quite honest, it's such a win for hip hop right now. I mean, you have Donald Glover, you know, who, who put out the best video video of the year. You have Kanye, who's, who's still out here, <laughs> but he's, he's yeah. a legend. You know, even though he's you know whatever, it, it like is, he's he's yeah. dominating conversation. You have J Cole, you have Drake, and you have like you know like we still have space for like. Post Malone. Yeah, we still have space for. Well, hopefully not, 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 not much longer. <laughs> no, I'm, but I'm just saying. I'm just saying, like the range of like hip hop now is so incredible. Like these people, it's not like these people are fighting for air. These people are, are side, like right beside each other. Yeah, you know, and, and you know there might be some cross pollination in terms of fans. There might not be, but like we we're living in an era where all these things can exist at the same time, which is awesome, which is amazing. Yeah, and I and I think it's kind of because like you got a lot of guys like oh mumble rap whoop 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 whoop, and I kind of get that, but it's not really if whatever hip hop you want is there for it's you, there. and then it's arguably there. a lot of it is very popular. Like it's not like if you want to get your like you know if you want to get your hardcore lyricism, you've got your Kanye. If you want to get your little you know pop relax like chill happy music, you've got your um, race merch, 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 merch. <laughs> if you want to have your, you know, your hardcore angry trap beats, you've got your future. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's 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 every every everybody gets served. Yeah. The restaurant is hip hop is serving all types of cuisines and food and flavors in 2018. So you it, really can't be mad. Exactly. Exactly. So yeah, I mean, so that's like like having that said, like like I I think you know we should decouple the Kanye and and and, and challenge. Uh, Conversation, because um, I, you know, I I, 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 I mean, I'm curious about what his thoughts are in terms of like those comparisons. Um, he's been like mass Allen on social media, um, but I, yeah, but yeah, I mean, I, I think we're we're now like I, I, I think we're now in a place where all these people can live to get together. Like we all can eat. <laughs> Everybody's <laughs> eating right now. <laughs> J Cole's driving to Bentley, <laughs> <laughs> who's also, by the way, going to J Cole. Did you hear? Who he's touring with? Uh, was it Young Thug? Young Thug. After all those critiques, but you know that was, that was not a diss. It was, it never was dissed. It was a little. No, it was not a diss. It was. It was. It was. It, 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 was, it was. It was. It was. And the thing is, I know in J Cole he was like, and, and to rewind a little bit, J Cole's known as kind of like the rap purist. So particularly in his last record, he had that, what was it? It was 1985? 1985, 1985 yeah, yeah. Where he was kind of going at, you know, certain rappers, you know, talking about drugs and yada, yada, yada. I made the argument he was talking about SoundCloud rappers, but to be honest for you, what's Young Thug but like a proto SoundCloud rapper in the first place? No, I, no, I feel you. I feel you. I mean, and but, I see this as a huge fan. I think it's genius. Yeah, no, yeah. I, I like I, I think Cole is, is kind of bigged up, you know, Young Thug before, and and you know, I guess at one of Cole's latest concerts, they were saying like, um, uh, "Fuck Lil Peep," and like he stopped the crowd. The crowd saying "Fuck Lil Peep" after that he he did nineteen eighty five. So. It's all respect. It's yeah. all love, you know. But again, like they're all eating together. They're going on tour together. Like, like it's a beautiful thing. And, and just to bring it back to to, to Childish and Don, and Donald, like, like it's it very inspiring to see all this black excellence <laughs> on the screen, you know. And, and, and it's, it's inspiring for to, to to see everybody come eat and everybody participate. And you know, there's all these like um, the cool thing about Reddit because I know like Reddit. It sucks. It's terrible. But like, there's it's great. A- I love Reddit. I like, I, I like going in there, <laughs> see, you know, <laughs> see, seeing the rampant misogyny, sexism, racism, anti-Semitism. You know, but, like there's sometimes, the dude who, sometimes I don't. I want to get you know. There's the there's the dude who's like the lighting director on this video, and like he was just talking about behind the scenes of the video and how like you know they had to set up all the takes and stuff like that and like how you had like hundreds of people. <laughs> in this production who all eat <laughs> at the same time you know like 
yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm still floored. Like, I'm still kind of speechless. Like, 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 Reg, you wrote a think piece. I was trying to write a think piece. I still can't get my thoughts together <laughs> <laughs> on this, on this work. And then what I liked about it also was, uh, one of my favorites was Trent Reznor shouted him out. Which yeah. I was just like, oh shit, this is a dude that knows crazy, you know, who's made his whole career is full of arts, artsy music videos. He's kind of yeah. like, like, you know, up there with York, where they've all he's done is we're doing music videos, got to be really weird and, you know, artsy. So for him to like say, oh, like he's like, I've, it's rare I watch a video five times. Like I was like, oh shit, then, you know, it really is, you know, he's getting his proper from outside of hip hop. Oh yeah. And outside of pop music. Oh, oh great. hell yeah. Hell yeah. yeah. No, this is, this is like, this is a cross. Like, it's it's ending up being a crossover track in a weird, weird way. But here's the thing: I think it bumps, but it's not much of a song. It's it's it only works with the video. I it only works with the video. I can see. You know what it is? It's 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 it's, it's the Migos Versace. <laughs> it's it's one dope like like refrain and a beat repeated for like. A period of time, which is get you hype, but but that's all. After that, it's like, I mean, even when he did on SNL, like it didn't have the same impact. Yeah, the video. Yeah, you know? like I like it, it. I don't think it's meant to be something that's like that you can just listen to in your headphones. Like I, don't, I and, and and that's really cool. Like like you spent all this time and energy and effort and money for something that like you won't get Spotify streaming. I don't know. I feel like it knocks. Dog, no, it knocks. It, it knocks. knocks. Like after that, there's that little beginning where it's I, more of the, the 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 chanting. But then when that beat kicks in, and this is America. It's just like, oh shit! It reminds oh, no, me I, of, uh, yeah. It, yeah. It, I, I, if I you know go out there, bump my my Bluetooth speaker, <laughs> <laughs> in in the picnic park. You know what I'm saying? Not. not <laughs> I mean, I, I want the DJ edit though. Edit though. I want I want the loop. I want the DJ edit. I want this is America. Like like I I, I feel like there's too many kind of breaks for it to be like a club track but i wonder maybe it's only like two minutes long and they just chopped it up too because it's a lot, like you said it's a lot of breaks so i wonder if it's just like literally yeah. where it's just like maybe a minute and a half like intro or whatever and then for the video or maybe it could be a really be a big really a real mean, song and they just kind of edited because is it even on itunes i don't know i didn't even see it on, on uh, apple music today yeah so so, I, I, I think it's video only yeah so maybe it might not know? even be like you know it might not be it might just be it might be just be the video it might yeah. be you know um Frank Ocean. Endless. Yeah. Remember how like, Endless like, was only Endless yeah. was only a video. That's exactly. what it was. Exactly. What was it? A, a visual album. A visual album this of is, him this... building a staircase. Yes. To nowhere. <laughs> speaking speaking not of mad. pretentious art bullshit. <laughs> let's talk about that. If we're gonna go at Glover. <laughs> no, was, not mad. What was the use of him? You know, it's like a, <laughs> I guess the, the, the deeper message there is Frank Ocean can build. <laughs> that was his last album on uh Def Jam. It was literally, you know what? I'm going to build a staircase yes. as a fuck you to my label. Yeah, it's just like, this is it. This is the whole <laughs> album. Although apparently um, it's out, quote unquote, because I remember there was a whole, because they, um, he, he had pre-orders for LPs and like, and CDs. And I remember like, it was a glass year. Some people were mad and I know they eventually kind of came out. So yeah. maybe it's, maybe it's actually, you can actually hear the songs. Yeah. I I, I, yeah. I don't remember that. But, um, but yeah, I want to talk about Glover's other single. That dropped on SNL, uh, which is like what Saturday. Yeah, which is is actually kind of interesting because like I think everybody was expecting, like once this is America dropped, everybody was expecting him to kind of go back to like rap, and like Saturday I think was like a continuation of, essentially like what we saw in his last album. Yeah, and and and. It's not that seventies funk, but it's definitely like disco-y. Yeah. Se- not less seventies funk, more seventies R and B. Yeah. Yeah, but it's still the same time period. Same time period. And then the only thing is that the only thing I don't like going back to how you said how you felt like America didn't hit live. I feel like that didn't hit live. I think probably because like for that kind of like that, that kind of R and B, you kind of need to feel the bass, you kind of need to feel the funky. And it's kind of hard to feel that, you know, on that stage, the, the, the dynamics. It wasn't really that, like, it, it didn't give you that head nod moment where it's like, oh, this is like, you know, some Suki Otis shit. Or, yeah, you know what yeah, saying? yeah, yeah. Well, number one, like, I've never seen a great live performance on SNL. Like, I don't know what they're doing with their uh, their audio mixing. Yeah. it's always been ass. It's always been ass. and then, It's always been ass. If, if you've seen a great live performance, it's because of the performance, yeah. not because of the actual sound. Like, yeah. you'll never have, like, a Saturday Night Life unplugged album. 
<laughs> It'll sound like cheap $4 Apple iPod knockoffs like, recorded like, in a fucking Echo library. Yeah, I mean, the vocals are always off. And, and let's just be 110% real. We're praising Childish Gambino and Donald Glover. But the dude can't really sing. He could, he could sing enough. I, I, I think enough. I, I think I think I'm, I'm gonna expose a secret. I, I think that in general, you know, just because of the a lot of black cultures come from like gospel mm. and the church, yeah. so we definitely like our singing. But traditionally, we've got a lot of motherfuckers who can't sing. Slide from your Keith Sweats. <laughs> 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 Like there's a long history of non-singing R&B singers <laughs> that we've loved. You know what? You and know we've what? given passes to. All right, I'll give you Keith Sweat, but you know what? the production was so like, like they figured that shit out to the point where you only had to think about this like years later. <laughs> years later, you're like, oh, this dude could not sing. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, you know, like, like. I don't know what it is, and maybe it's because like back when I was in the, like the music industry, I was getting like I was listening to like a hundred tracks a day, but like if you're off pitch, it's like fucking nails on a truck chalkboard to me. And he like he wasn't really on pitch, and the vocal mix was low, and like you know he was kind of doing a lot of stuff. Um, so I wasn't like really impressed, but I was also really impressed at the same time. Like it's a it was a weird. <laughs> It's a weird feeling that was going through my through my head, and like you know, like uh, Ludwig was back there on the guitar, like his boy. Before I love, it was like you can't tell if you walked out like a death metal concert or if you walked out of like you know Woodstock nineteen sixty eight. You know, that's another dude that's like a, a that's a genius. He did the Black Panther soundtrack and like flew to Africa and like went on tour with Baba Mall and like to get the African rhythm. Yeah, no, he's he's you know. <laughs> and did Redbone and yeah. didn't know anything about 70s funk he's oh. like oh I like YouTubed some shit about 70s funk and then boom oh I went to Africa and like hung out with this this dude and boom like yeah no I, like people were mad at him because they you know people called him kind of like you know like uh, uh, you know just like like he's taking all culture these vulture, culture yeah. vulture, yeah. Yeah, but it's, but I mean, he's good at it. And it isn't even like he's a musician. Like he's he's a he's composer. A, yeah, you know, it's he's not a like solid it's, musician. Yeah, it's not like he's out there where I was like, oh, this is dope. Like going even going back to your your comment about how he went to Africa, it's not like oh, this is dope. I'm going to sample this and do this or yada yada yada. He's just a fan of music. You exactly. Know? It's, just, it's I don't think I think it's I think it's definitely unfair. Like and and like he definitely brought it and he, you don't like it like you've never really felt like at least from the work he's done where it's been kind of cheap and he's also smart enough where it's not like he's done this and he's invited a uh, Tim Blake <laughs> he's had he's he's had you know black unabashedly black collaborators all along the way True. so it's somebody where it's like you know he may be kind of dabbling in the music but he's not doing it for personal gain no no I feel like he's just doing it out of love you know? yeah like no he's definitely like, oh this is some dope shit definitely definitely yeah. um so yeah man um. Like I said, I'm 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 really like now that the whole that dude uh, phase is just like fading away. <laughs> this is now the most anticipated, like the most anticipated album of the summer. I don't even know if it's going to drop. Like it just kind of like he just drops it, and you know we're just all kind of. It, I think sitting around it, waiting. For it's got it's got to drop. He's got he's got like two tours coming up. So it's, so it'd be he's gonna have to drop it soon. And yeah. I, and I, I'm assuming because I felt like he didn't he did one of those Pharaohs things recently, didn't he? Or is was that before? I, I thought that was in June. That was in June, like last right, June. Oh, I think it's I, I think it's like every June, right? I thought it was yeah. like summer. So maybe so I'm assuming after. By the way, Pharaohs is you know because for for the, for the real Glover fans out there, <laughs> Glover will take you invite you to a remote place. And play his album from beginning to end live, intimate, so you can see all his scraggly nappy chest hairs <laughs> up close, <laughs> and that gloriously skinny body dancing <laughs> and moving in front of you. But uh, yeah, no. So like, I'm assuming that because he's got a tour. Because I feel like they, because it's 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 him and is it Migos? Because remember they, they announced a tour once, 
and I'm pretty sure they extended it again. So oh, he's yeah. got a major thing coming up yeah. where I'm assuming he's got. To, oh, he's, it's, it's Vince Staples. It's, it's Vince oh, Staples. Vince Staples. Yeah, it's Vince okay, Staples. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so he's going to have to, like, I'm assuming if he's going to do all that stuff, he might as well put down my time and chop it. Well. Yeah. It's mine as well. So I'm assuming it's definitely going to come out this fall, which is going to be weird because it really is a killer's row of albums this year. Jesus Christ. Like, who hasn't released an album this year? Beyonce. Yeah, Beyonce. And she probably will. She'll probably be like, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> It's gonna come around December. Uh, it's gonna be a pro-black like Christmas album. <laughs> <laughs> She's gonna have her afro on the cover. It's gonna be all you know, saying her, her and Solange, <laughs> the Knowles Milton family Christmas album. I'm not mad at that. That will that will like get lots of streams. Don't 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 uh, bet against Beyonce. <laughs> it's gonna be Beyonce and uh, Yo Kid. <laughs> Still gonna get streams. Ooh. Oh, but, uh, but going back to uh, the one last mention of Kanye, did you hear the, the, the Travis Scott record with Kanye and ASAP Rocky and Uzi Vert? No, no. Yeah, it's, it, uh, it dropped on Friday. It's, like, not, it's not that great. It's, it's all right. It's, it's not. That's, that's the rumored collaboration, right? Yeah, it, it drops and it's, it's, it's just kind of mediocre. It's like, I, the thing is with Travis Scott is, I like Travis Scott going back to, going back to cultural vultures. <laughs> Travis Scott is somebody where, like, I like Travis Scott as an artist, but he doesn't really have an identity. He just kind of morphs. Yeah. Like, he, right now, he's kind of trap morphy. But he, I, I never really get, like, oh, this guy is saying something, or this guy is doing something, this guy's got an identity. He just kind of, just, he's just kind of there. So, you know, ironically enough, this that track kind of felt a little bit more like a Uzi Vert track at times. But it, it felt like everybody was kind of on autopilot. So it was just, all right. So for all that all that hyping up and it's going to be flames and blah, 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 it was just, you know, generic. If, if it dropped in the middle of your Spotify trap playlist, it'd be cool. But you would just hit that fast forward to go Yo. straight to, you know, the latest Post Malone track. You know what's so crazy? I was on Hip Hop Heads on Reddit all weekend, and that didn't even, like, crack, like, the top top posts. Yeah, because it's, me- it's, it's it's not bad. I think uh, I want to say, but it's mediocre as hell. Like, it's generic. It's something where if you let your YouTube, SoundCloud, Spotify play, it'll come on. You won't be mad, but you won't want to go and write down whoever sung it in the first place. Because apparently there's a Kanye produced Christina Aguilera track that I think was dropping or was going to drop. Hmm. Like, you know, I guess like maybe it leaked and got you know, they delete. You know, like they leaked it and they like delete the stream or whatever. Because I heard um, a new song by her and it's not bad. The thing is, with Aguilera, I kind of always find to feel guilty because she's somebody where she's go. Speaking of voices, she's somebody who's got a voice. Like yeah. she could sing, she could yeah. sing. And the thing is, with Aguilera, where I kind of feel bad is the fact that she's somebody who could sing. But unlike, let's say, um, um, Mariah Carey in her career when she was at her prime, when she was able to do a lot of singing and a lot of crossover fun club songs and yeah. pop songs, like it feels like Aguilera is always trying to kind of have that big popping club pop song. I mean, she all she was always compared to Britney, and... which was weird because she's definitely she's somebody where she <laughs> she was less Britney more Adele. Like yeah. like what's cool about Adele yeah. is Adele's kind of there doing her singing. And it's it's as accepted as your your Katy Perry's, your Rihanna's, or whatever, whatever. Yeah. So it's weird how, and maybe it's because of back then, like you said, maybe it's unfair that you know she was just trained to be like, oh, you're a pop star, you're, exactly. you're short and blonde, you're supposed to be out there dancing with five thousand dancers and doing splits and singing these little cute pop songs, these Max Max, Max Martin pop songs, where realistically she just needs to take it to church and she'd be uh, and she would kill. Yeah. Well, she took it to dirty. Dirty. <laughs> That was a great video. Redman got a check, though. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. (laughs) It's going to be a Jeopardy question. (laughs) This blonde pop singer was in the song with Wu-Tang affiliate, because they'll be like, you can't just say Redman, because you got to bring it to the the, the audience, so that you know your audience. Redman. And be like, who is you got? Anyway. uh, All right, so closing out on on, on Charles Gambino. Um, we didn't really get get to talk about Atlanta, which we should probably dedicate. Like, I know we talk about music. We should probably dedicate like a podcast to that that whole damn show because it's fucking brilliant. It is the most br- like this season of Atlanta. And I haven't seen the last episode because that shit was two gigabytes. What's up with that? Yeah, you know, 
Trying to up, up, up my bit rates. You know what I'm saying? High bit rates. I got, I got that, that, that fiber optics. You know what i What y'all niggas out there? You know what I'm saying? Y'all talk about your gold chains. Y'all got to get these fiber optics. My download rate's insane. I'm out here streaming Netflix, Hulu, playing Xbox, and Switch at the same time. No lag, baby. No lag. Yo, is that your optimum commercial? That's the like optimum commercial. Time Warner that, that's, cable. That's my files commercial. Files. Oh, you got files. Oh, yeah, excuse, right, yo, right, excuse right. me. But I hate them. Fuck so, you, files. Excuse oh. me. But like, uh, we anyway. So yeah, no. So like, on top of all the shit he's doing, he has Atlanta, and which is again this season has been truly incredible. Um. So it, it, it's it, it's. Uh, the last thing I want to say about <laughs> about challenge because we, we've had like a lot of and, and, and zigzags quick, and quite a quick side because with Atlanta too, music wise the music selection superb where incredible there's a, there's a scene where you know it'll have a scene where Darius is kind of in the car and he's supposed to be a weird scene so they'll play Death Grips which is oh, just yeah. basically crazy angry you know industrial rap but then you'll have like you know a song like Take Hey when they're about to go rob the store yeah and like the, the the music selection there whoever does it because I don't think it's probably Campino also but probably <laughs> not whoever does the music selection on that show kudos to you yeah yeah yeah, yeah definitely definitely um, but yeah no so like on top of all this like like you have Atlanta, you have like SNL, you have like this video, you have like the music. Um, like what's, I mean, I'm curious as to what's next in his career. I mean, obviously movies are next, um, possibly. Um, you know, like I also pray for him because, you know, he, he did try to commit suicide in like 2013. We had that kind of reckoning of kind of like what he was supposed to be the artist. And I feel like he still kind of has that even in 2018. You know, so I'm just like, yo, I need to, to put a bubble around you. <laughs> <laughs> Keep you away from sharp objects, you know. Um, but, you know, it, it, it sucks. I mean, like, 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 you know, every every artist, like, you, you know, we lost Avicii. Like, yeah, this, you know, it's, it's, like it's every something... artist that goes through those, those, those moments of self-doubt, no matter yeah. how successful you are. Yeah and, and it's, yeah, and it's the nature of art where at the end of the day, you know, even if you're a band, somebody's got to sit there and write those riffs themselves. Like there's always, a, it's, it's a lonely, creating art is always a lonely component to it. It's, it's, it's hard. It's why I think a lot of people love collaboration, but it, because it kind of eases that burden. But at the end of the day, a lot of art is just solitary. It's a solitary work. Yeah. So I, I think the problem is there where, you know, it's, it, it makes things difficult, especially if you're dealing with things already, it exacerbates it also at the same time. It's kind of unfortunate. But um, I, I think with... He's doing such great work. I think, like, you know, I, you know, it's, and what's cool about him going back to the hero thing, going back to his brother, there's a, there's a, there's a young uh, black writer who I don't know the name of the top of my head escapes me who's writing on Atlanta. He's got a great team also. Like, yeah. like what's cool about, like, like Glover is the fact of where it's not just, like, everybody's fan, like, even on the show where his actors, you know, like, across the board, like, every, there's, there's all the products he's bringing through or even, like like even like like it's even the music. There's never for his genius at the same time. But it's not the fact that he can do all these things, but he's also his collaborators are also world class. Yeah, and they're world class people where it's not easy. Like you know, I'm pretty sure when he was you know he's doing you know he had community, he had a little money, he could have just you know holler at like you know Mike Mike Will made it. You know, got a couple of Mike Will made the beats <laughs> and started rapping and singing. Yeah. but no, he 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 went out and found a real collaborator. Same thing with like you know going back to. Like Atlanta, I'm pretty sure, you know, he's got a new hot TV show. He could have just grabbed a whole bunch of BET actors or whatever, whatever, kind of threw him in there. Yeah. But no, he got a lot of really good just thespians, people who are kind of just actors, actors. So it's somebody where I think what's cool about him is the fact that he's really good at choosing people to work around him, and I think that'll push him far also. Like, yeah. you, you get the feeling he's just surrounded by yes men. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And, yeah. I, and I, I, like I, my hope for him is that, that he's found this, like, creative groove, and he's, he's found... His, you know, because you know he tried to do the the Deadpool TV series, and yeah, like that failed. Um, which again, like when you if you if you're an artist, like when you try to do these things and they and you and you fail at them, like you take this shit hard, you yeah. know. Um, but hopefully, like now, especially with this video being so popular, hopefully now, like he can dictate his own terms, yeah, you know. And I think he, even you know, we think he's successful, but that Deadpool thing kind of showed us that he's still kind of. You know he can't call his own shots. It's in tough. Ways. It's and it goes back to and not to be funny, even like and I want to bring it up once again, but like the whole idea of where you always have gatekeepers. 
Yeah. And, I, and I think with, with like going back to like Kanye West's kind of gripes back in the days about the fashion where it's like, look, I'm this popular guy, but I can't do X, Y, Z because they say I can't. Same thing with Glover where at the end of the day, no matter how talented you are, people care about their brands or their impression, what they think their brands are, yeah. and they care about their money. So if anything's going to mess anything up, that's where it'll, it'll, they, they, they kind of clam up. With Deadpool, and, and it's kind of awesome he was, he was able to get there, but it kind of makes sense because if you think about it, it's a, it's an IP beyond, it's not just, because even, even Deadpool, let's rewind, even Deadpool existed and it, it, like because outside of the system, because what Ryan Reynolds basically had to do was basically drag these studios kicking and screaming into the movie. Yeah, but I, I think, I think maybe Glover's frustration was Ryan Reynolds had so much leverage and leeway and like freedom to create this world and this character, but only as opposed to him, where he probably felt stifled. Yes, but I would make the argument that Ryan Reynolds had to because they weren't giving it to him. He had to like shoot the test footage. He had to like prove it to them, like, hey, Not this already thing could work. And that's when they were like, I guess. <laughs> and then, even then, I think was, there was a stipulation where like they killed his budget. They're like, all right, cool. If we're gonna do it, then he has fucking pennies, and he made it happen. And now they're like, oh, we're geniuses, <laughs> oh, oh, <laughs> you know, right? More meaning, oh, the execs. All of it. <laughs> oh God, it's like, yeah, you know, that was my movie. So and so, I, I told Ry Ry, that's not who I call, and I told him that's a great movie. And then so, it, and it kind of sucks also. And I, I think it's frustrating because, but it goes to everything. It's, it's also commerce. Art is also commerce. And it's the idea of where, even though his Deadpool was great, and I read the script and it was funny, you could imagine like, oh, this this joke is too much. He's got to be funny. But funny in a certain way. He's got to be, you know, we can crack poop jokes, but we can't crack jokes about fucking, you know, like, you know, gun gun shooting, gun control. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's it's, it's different kind of R-rated, and I think that's where, you know, you, you got to have, you, they want to protect their brands. And I think where it's kind of sad, like you said, is the whole idea behind Deadpool is irreverent, it's crazy, it's shocking. Yeah. But, you know, at the same time, what's shocking when, you know, to you, if you're an exec <laughs> and you want to make sure your bonus comes in on, on time, you just want something that's good enough. You don't really care about high art. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's you know, it's interesting, too, um, you know, because for him to get Atlanta made, he had to lie about the premise. Yeah. <laughs> of Atlanta. And they gave him the money. And then, you know, like he delivers, you know, even after he delivered, like, you know, what I call masterpieces, people are still kind of like, oh, well, can you change this and this and this and this and this, you know? Um, but no, I mean, like I said, like my, my hope for him is, is that he, you know, just continues. Like, like I, I think now I hope, hopefully he's set to like do the things on his own terms, you know, like, I, you know, I don't, I don't know how much money he makes, but he's, he says he's, you know, he's, I'm, I'm sure he's making like, come on, man, that Disney money. He's got the, the hand solo money. Woo! So he's he good, but I'm just, you know, but, but money's not everything, you know, like you, you can have all the money in the so world. So says the poors. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, I mean, you know, look, look, uh, you know, again, Avicii was like, mad rich. True. It didn't matter. It's like, like yeah. you know, all the money in the world have no, like, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah, really still be a slave. Stone. I was like, I got a little sad there. New, new slaves. Yeah. Hashtag new slaves. Kanye. <laughs> um, so yeah, no, I like, I, I hope that he's a, he, you know, he's he's evolving. I hope he like he finds his happiness. He have, he finds his. I think he he now understands like his place in pop culture, and like it might not be, you know, like even on a Kanye level. Cause I don't think he's at a Kanye level. He's not like a household name, um, but he he. I think he's found like where he can make the most impact. Yeah, and still get paid. Yeah. So, yeah, more power yeah. to him. Good for him. Yeah. So, uh, so what you been watching, listening to? Stone? So I have not listened to any <laughs> new music at all. I've been. I don't. I don't even know what it is. I'm just like, like I, Monday showed up. I was like, oh shit, I got nothing. <laughs> You're too busy <laughs> revisiting your old Charles Gambino records. <laughs> so, uh, I mean, yeah, and then my, my weekend was crazy. We won't get into that. Um, but so what I, I can't provide something for you guys to like, like that's like a album stream. But I have been catching up on all of my uh, Tiny Desk concerts uh, for MB, NPR. Um the one I'll mention, I'll mention a few. So, King Cruel has an amazing one. Um, Tyler the Creator actually has an amazing, amazing one, but not because of Tyler the Creator. 
like I want to yank Tyler the Creator off and just have his <laughs> band play. And he has these two amazing backup singers that are beautiful, that like harmonize really well. And then Tyler's kind of like doing his thing, but being Tyler, and I'm just like you're bringing all the shit down. It'd be so great if one day he was in it 100%. It feels like he's somebody where like he can't. It's, it reminds me of when I was like a younger, when we were all younger, we kind of like you know, you, you kind of a little bit of self-deprecating on purpose because you yeah. don't really, you don't have yeah. the confidence. Yeah, and it's weird for someone to do that, and he's like in his mid twenties now, yeah. multi-millionaire. Where it's like, yeah. oh, come on, dude, just just do yeah. it. Yeah, I mean, I I I, th- I think Tyler's a genius. I like you know, I don't think he's like on that Gambino level, but he look could at this. Be. we got we got too many, there's too many geniuses on this episode already. I mean, look, look at, nah, they're come all on, son. There's only one true genius out there. Black boy joy, spread <laughs> love. Uh, but no, I mean, yeah. So like he, yeah, he's still trying to joke and be irreverent, and like you know, he's kind of half playing the piano. He has an amazing band. I was like, come on, son, like, like you know. Um, so the Tyler one was great, but the two I want to talk about. Um, one was Super Organism, which I've talked we've talked about on this on the show. Not everybody's a cup of tea, um, but basically, if you listen to the album, they have all these sound effects and things like that, and they recreate all that shit live. On on like in the little tiny desk concert. Oh, nice! And it's incredible. Like there's like all these like dudes like are pouring water back and forth <laughs> and like mixing stuff and like slurping on straws, sipping on straws and slurping on straws and shit. <laughs> and they're doing this like in time, like on the beat. Like and I'm just like, this is incredible. Um, the best comment though was like. This is what Portland looks like. Was the <laughs> comment, which is true, they're mad hipster, but like you know, I'm I'm not mad at, at, at what they're trying to do. Um, but also like the the one of the best ones I've seen, um, and one I really want to talk about is Gucci Mane and Zaytoven. Gucci Mane. <laughs> <laughs> so Gucci Mane, number one, has been mad happy since he got out of jail. Come on, you can't because like. <laughs> Because his career, <laughs> like well, I'm looking at the, the photo of Gucci Mane in this in this room right now, mad happy. The patron saint of happiness. Like don't I don't think you, I've seen him without a smile since he got out of jail. <laughs> <laughs> um, and then he come, you know, I think he's like, oh shit, I'm doing some fancy NPR stuff. And has Zaytoven, who makes all of his beats, but there's just him and a piano, Zay, like Gucci Mane, Zaytoven, and a piano. And Zaytoven is killing it. <laughs> killing it on the piano. Like, like destroying it. Just all fills, the piano fills, and just doing a little bop. Yeah, no, it's, it's fantastic. Wearing shades like fucking Ray Charles. Yeah, no, it's, 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 like, it's, like, it's like Harlem Jazz Club in there. Yeah. <laughs> 1920s Jazz Club, just, just glee to be out there. And it's like one of those things where like, I didn't know I needed this. <laughs> I didn't know that, like this is need. I need this in my life. Acoustic Gucci Mane covers, <laughs> <laughs> lemonade, <laughs> and active four parts. And I'm just like, and, you know, and so I I pitched this uh, to to Reg. I'm like, yo, I want to see this at Carnegie Hall. Gucci Mane, Zaytoven, piano, Carnegie Hall. Like, let's make this happen. <laughs> let's make it happen. Like, it, it's, it's really incredible. Um, and you know, if you're not familiar, I mean, I, I feel like if you listen to this podcast, you're familiar with Tiny Desk Concerts. If not, just Google it. Yeah, it's um, it's basically NPR. Um, one of the few things the U.S. government is paying for nowadays, surprisingly <laughs> so, is their public radio. And so, literally, in their office, it's not really it's a, it's a, it's a, I won't say it's a tiny desk. It's a medium sized desk. It's a medium sized desk. Medium sized desk, and with all the papers, and then basically they kind of clutter you out of the way, and somebody plays behind the desk. You know, you clear it up, move it up a little bit, and you'll have, sometimes you have a whole band, and it's a wide variety of artists. Well, you've had, like, you know, I think initially, a lot of it tended to be more, you know, things you expect, a little more indie, a yeah. little more quiet, but as you as you know now, they've now moved into Gucci main territory. Well, you know, like, I was reading an article about this this whole, like, series, and, you know, there's a lot of, like, artists who you think about, like, who are playing NPR, like, you know, all these indie artists and all these kind of, like, you know, folk artists and things like that, and then somebody thought to book T-Pain and like literally, you know, again, black people were saving the day literally after they, they booked T-Pain and T-Pain came and you know, this is basically his revival, you know, cause now he's touring again and he's getting a lot of buzz and he's like playing like, he's playing like Portland and shit, like places that <laughs> he would never want, you know, never play. Um, but that, that like that T-Pain episode, like literally opened the doors 
like it, it you know not just for like artists hip hop artists to play tiny desk but like also like the the views were insane in terms of like the traffic and the buzz and things like that so he opened the door for somebody like like, like a Gucci, Gucci Mane to come and, super organism a little you know, off kilter yeah, yeah to like, have fun like, of the format as you know, opposed Chance to Chance has been on there yeah. you know they had the roots they had you know like Dram was on there you know so uh, no nah, so like if you don't know like like it's Tiny Desk Concerts but it, even if you've seen it I think the Gucci Mane one just dropped so that one is I think is fantastic awesome yeah Alright, so I have been listening to music. I've listened to... Real music, not videos. Real music. <laughs> the opus. On cassette. The genius. <laughs> the One of the greatest, the, the, the greatest triple album of all time. <laughs> Ray Shremmerd. Shremmerd. Life 3. So the thing is, I always like, because the thing is when they first came out, because I saw them early in New York at a showcase and it was when they were playing uh, No Flex Zone. Oh, yeah. So Amber, I was like, oh, these are cute little kids. These kids will go nowhere. <laughs> because it's kind of a novelty song. It's a song yeah. that, you know, it's, it's very cheesy. Yeah. And the thing is, I feel like they're definitely heavily underrated because they've kind of, you know, written a song or two for Beyonce. Oh, yeah. They've kind of kept, so they've kind of made this lane where the, the Black Beatles phenomenon where yep. it was all, you know, it did the challenge. So it's something weird where I've kind of I've I've learned to love them and I kinda of realized because it's weird of all the trappiness and stuff like that. And you know, we've we're in this weird area where, you know, all my friends are dead, you yeah. know, or you go to your, you know, where future is all extra depressed. You know, you go to your regular gun clap, your your Rick Rosses or whatever, whatever. You know, all they want to do is have fucking fun. That's yeah. it. Yeah. There's this, you know, it's it's no guns get popped in their songs, you know, there's no heavy hangovers, there's no Zans, you know, they may get into an argument with the girl, but then, you know, that's fine, you know, it's, it's something where it's kind of joyous and fun. Yeah. And even though they kind of don't really take the, because, you know, they always like, we're rock stars, they've got a couple of rock, the songs literally called rock star in the album, or rock themed, but it's kind of like cool kind of hearing this like just joyous, fun artistry kind of come out. Nice. And the thing is, obviously... <laughs> at, at, at three quote unquote albums long although ironically enough the Migos album is around the same length it's weird mm. because it's like 24 tracks it's like yeah. 27 so it's not that big of a difference it feels a little shorter than Migos it doesn't feel as dragging I think it's because smartly they kind of switch it up where it's split into like pieces where like one track is like the first album is basically them together so it'll be a lot of tracks that you know like the way you kind of know them now you know um well, and I'll get to Brooks in the section where where it's just like you know the, 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 their generic style, you know, mm-hmm. hooks and rapping. Then when it's um, the swaycation side, it's more R and B. And then when you get back to the gym troll side, it's more back to like the hard rapping. So it's a little harder edged in the first section, yeah. But it's around the same, which is kind of cool because I feel like it's something I wish outcasted because it was kind of awesome but kind of sad to kind of have this split album mm. where it's kind of two separate. Where I think they're smart enough where, and, and, and it's no diss to them, they, they aren't really as talented as Outkast per se, but they, but as a result, they make sure that even when in the, like the, in, even in the Swaycation side, like his brother shows up yeah. and vice versa. Yeah. So even though, you know, a group of songs may be a little more R&B, a little songs may be a little more street edge, a little song kind of in between, mm. it's all kind of the same kind of album. It's like, you're not going to listen to this and listen to one song and be like, oh, this is not. Yeah. You know, race, race, murder. You just be like, oh, this is the same shit. Yeah. Um, but it's it's great. And the thing is, like, I'm not gonna be like every song hits. Like every, even a double album, it's too long. At even though they announced it as a triple album, it's not really because 27 songs. Sadly enough. <laughs> yeah, I was supposed to say like, why? What? I mean, it's I'm curious about why they announced it as a triple album. Well, you know, like, I don't know. Maybe maybe it's more street money. Who knows? I don't know what's you happening. You know, like because like, if if it's if, if it's not pressed on CDs, yeah. there's no triple to it. Yeah, and and, and, <laughs> and and there's plenty of rap releases now that aren't even double albums that are pushing twenty songs. Yeah. So like the fact that you add like another you know eight songs on top is that really that? Oh wow, this is something crazy. But um, but it, it's just like a, it's a solid it's a solid fun record that's inoffensive. Mm. You know, and the only thing I like about it also is. What's cool about them too is that it would be very easy to kind of get like, like very happy trap beats, like what you would kind of hear like Katy Perry kind of sings on top of. Because yeah. trap has kind of hit the level where those hi hats and those drum beats I even hear on like like um on TV commercials. Yeah. But what's cool is a lot of the tracks they chose were very weird. Mm. 
Mm. Like they have one song with Future where literally the the, the synthesizer is out of tune. So it mm. sounds all dissonant and kind of angry and Future does a little angry stuff. And it's kind of cool where they're, yeah. they're still having fun with the music where it, it could have been, you know, they could have sat there and just done, you know, found a generic, you know, going back to Zaytoven S tracks <laughs> and it's done, done a sing rap on top of it and cash their banks. But it, they're still kind of having fun with it. And I think that's what's kind of great where even though hip hop is kind of very popular, one thing I think we're kind of missing is that while there's a lot of like we don't give a fuck materialism in hip hop, yeah. there's not outright fun. Yeah. And they're outright fun. You can't really be yeah. mad at them. You yeah, know? yeah. Definitely, so it's, definitely. It's, so it's a great little fun, like a great way to kind of you know ease into Memorial Day weekend. Nice, yeah. nice. You you listen to all twenty seven tracks? Listen to all twenty seven tracks. Damn son. Twice and some multiple times the ones I like. Oof. So right now I'm ready. I'm feeling like a 22-year-old <laughs> who's about to go jump off the balcony into the mosh pits <laughs> and do and just dance around, basically. Um, and then the other thing I'm listening to is a little more... It's, it's, I've listened to two records. Father John Misty, who I love, but I'll wait for his album to come out to kind of go deep into him just mm-hmm. because I feel like he's underrated, even though he's very popular. I feel like people don't kind of realize what a great... Just a funny motherfucker he is. Cannot get into him. And what we'll a great continue. songwriter he is. We'll, we'll, we'll discuss that in a little bit. <laughs> and then um, the other thing I listen to is a, it's a little off the beaten track. It's a guy called John Hopkins. And he's a, like a, a producer. And he's a producer who does basically dance music. Um, techno. Uh-huh. But he's very, and I won't say experimental because I feel like it's a little played. Yeah. But he's somebody where he's worked with, he's worked with Coplay. He's worked with Brian Emo. Um, Brian Emo. And then the thing is also with him is the fact of where even though he makes dance music, he makes a particular kind of dance music where it's kind of very album based. Yeah. So the songs is his own like you know it's just like one two three bam and the bass kind of hits. Yeah. It's like there's it's it's soft soft very slow very almost like atmospheric-y, very mm. pretty, and then sometimes the beat will kind of glitch in. He'll glitch in again you know every like five ten seconds and it'll slowly build. Yeah. And then you know he he makes these ten minute songs where you know by the, by by. Five minutes in, it's jamming. Yeah. But like those first like five minutes, you don't know where it's gonna go. Yeah. yeah so he yeah. dropped a new record last week, and it's been it's another great record. Because before he had a, it was called, what was it called Immunity. The la- the current record is called Singularity. But the last record was another was another great one. And all I remember they had a video where there's a kid kind of skateboarding. Mm. So it was this kid skateboarding somewhere in like the Midwest, might be in California. And it's like a 10 minute song and he's just kind of skateboarding and it's all the temperature's changing and it's getting light. And it's very simple. He's just skateboarding yeah. over a period of time. But it's just kind of dope the way it kind of builds. And it's kind of it's something where I think with ironically enough with the rise of EDM becoming pop music, I think that it's kind of gotten a little stale as a genre at times. And oh, I think it's overshadowed a lot of really good electronic producers, a really good a lot of electronic dance producers. Yeah. So it's kind of cool somebody kind of doing something where there isn't a drop. Yeah. There isn't a little cheesy sample. There isn't a vocal. Is this really good, you know, three in the morning, you know, uh, just dancing your ass off in the yeah. club kind of music. Yeah. And there, yeah. there's like a period, you know, when we kind of had that, like with Moby and, you know, things like that, where it's just like, it's just pure kind of dance music. Yeah. Ray of light, you know, things yeah, like that. Yeah. 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 So like, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm glad to kind of see that come back. Um, so yeah, I mean, one more track for me and then uh, we'll, we'll get out of here. Like, so like, it's not even a, like, I haven't listened to the full album. Uh, but just, just do Leon Bridges. Leon Bridges, uh, yeah. Which I, I'm not really a huge fan of. Um, but uh, you know, he has this new album called Good Thing, which I actually have not listened to. But the single is called Bad Bad Thing, <laughs> which is like a fourth, like you know, because Leon Bridges does this kind of like soul music in the '60s vibe, and I kind of felt like we already had that, you know, and like and it, it's you know. Sharon Jones did it better. But Bad Bad News is kind of like this four to the floor house yeah. track. <laughs> <laughs> that was not expecting. <laughs> and I'm just like, yo, who's this? yo, who is this? And it's like, oh, Leon Bridges. Um, and, you know, I'm trying to put this mix together. Maybe I'll, I'll, I'll drop it on, on a Spotify channel. But like, just all like happy ass house tunes. So I feel like we need that. It's, it's hot outside. It's going to be short weather. You know, short with sundresses and sandals weather. Time to lash, you know, lotion those legs, guys. No ash ankles. Shorts weather, you know, uh, Birkenstock weather for black people. Like, as white people, like, wear Birkenstocks all the time. Yeah, no, no. But, uh, you know, like, like, so it's about to be that weather. So, like, I'm just looking for tracks that 
that kind of have that 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 kind of that vibe. And I was surprised at this one. I was like, oh snap! Like, and it's a, I mean, it's literally like house riffs, and it works. So, um, so yeah, so that's the only thing I I, I would want to throw into the mix before we get out of here. It's, I mean, it's, 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 it's I feel like it's it's. I'm, and then we we talk about this last time or a while ago about we were hoping that the the house would come disclosure was going to come and bring it out and and I feel like we're still we're still around the edges like the the, rev- around, yeah. the the revolution will come soon <laughs> yeah I mean I mean yeah I mean I I feel like um, it's it's long overdue like but I've I've always said that too like I remember you know Dis- disclosure came out case I came out. And they haven't subtract, popped, yeah, subtract, uh, you know, um, and they haven't popped in a way that that you know I think it they should, but uh, I'll always keep hope alive. And, and I think it's close. I feel like going back to the EDM thing. Like EDM has been such a big festival drawer and and music, you know, genre of music for a minute, where I feel like it's it's just kind of there, just kind of bubble up. And I think eventually it's going to switch over. I think it's a matter of time. I think eventually, not to be funny, those those EDM kids going to grow up. And they're gonna want something that's not just a drop after like you know a tease drop for like three or four minutes. Yeah, they're gonna want, want something that they could actually sit there and dance the whole time. Yeah. So yeah, we'll see. Yeah. So all you house producers out there, you know what I'm saying? Grab those little those drum kits. Get those little disco samples. Get those synths. You know, get those synths. Get get, get the funky on. You know, I'll go out there. Get those house synths number five. You know what I'm saying? I'll let a little raspy vocal. House. House. Podcast. House. House. That's all you gotta do. Hit single. <laughs> all right, people. All right, people. It was this was fun. This is the Childish Gambino Fandom Hour. <laughs> it's your host, <laughs> president of the Childish Gambino Fan Club, Reginald. <laughs> uh, it's, and it's Stone. Oh, we doing government names? Winston. Winston. Winston, the secretary. <laughs> We'll be sending out the child's Gabino pins in about four or five weeks. We've got the t-shirts all done. We've got a special commemorative poster for our solo. Those will be going out in the mail. If you want to be a member, send a check. Send a check to for, us. For 1095. 1095. <laughs> P.O. Box 345, Brooklyn, New York. <laughs> I've, I've heard a rumor that we might be able to kind of get, you know, it won't be him, it'll be an impersonator. Hopefully around July. We'll have something set up. We'll have him dress up. Go take pictures and tell our friends on Instagram that we were there with Glover. That's how real fans know him as the Glover. <laughs> All right, people. All right, people. Peace. Peace.